I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Gamer Manifesto, the official gaming podcast of RoboRepublic.com. This week we're going to be discussing the Avengers adding paid experience boost to their game, Metroid Jet Dread, Superman. And then in the Robo Cup, we're going to have Fallout New Vegas versus Bloodborne, and then talk about what else has been happening at the Robot Republic. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Marcus. Hello, everybody. And uh, joining us today is T, citizen of the Republic and author of Nudie Release Book. Uh, your memories may contain sponsored content. Woo! I, 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 I feel I am the sponsored content of this <laughs> You are the sponsored content, but yeah, I, I don't mind. That's fine for me, but. So uh, first up, Marcus, how you doing? What's going on in your hey, life? I'm I'm pumped. pumped. I'm full of yeah, I'm pumped. I'm just full, just full of good energy that life has chucked out with me. I'm just yeah. That's nice. Any particular good 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 vibes happening? Then what's what's been going on? What's making yeah, not Superman... not like you need a reason to be like no, happy. But... I, I don't want to like <laughs> jump ahead to topics, but Superman's by baby. I'm Woo. just I'm just pumped of that energy. I'm just <laughs> full of it. Good to go. It's exciting for me. Exciting times. Plus, I've been playing Dread, Metroid Dread, and it's amazing. It's real so, good. I mean, I, I do feel like, yeah, all of your good vibes are things we've got in topics, so there's not, there's yeah. not much else I can really talk about there, I guess. So I just I have say, to... it's, not, it's, not a bad, it's not a bad episode. It's going to be an amazing episode because it's just things I'm pumped for. I'm good. doing backflips and like one of those dogs that you wind up. And, and like, does a few steps forward. Goes, a rip, rip. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and does a flip or one of those. Is that a real thing dogs do? You ever seen a dog do a backflip? Do a backflip? I've never seen an actual dog do oh, they, a backflip. I was going to try and lie and tell you I mine does, but they don't. They're far too clumsy to be able to pull off a backflip. They're I've seen my dog back. do a flip. Like it, it got caught on something as it was running and did like a forward flip. It was kind of funny. He didn't hurt himself, so it's all yeah. good. There's got to be like a Tom Daly dog out there. It's got to be like some gymnastic. Dog. Yeah, like a gymnastic dog. I don't it's actually know. I, I've heard about a lot of different things, like uh, talking dogs. Yeah, um, there's a dog that plays basketball. Is, there, is that Airbud? You're talking That's about Airbud, Air yeah. right? Yeah, Air I've got some. So we need to have a conversation about the Hollywood process later what do you on. Mean? But no, don't worry about it. We'll talk about, about that. But... Airbud. <laughs> yeah. There's also Snowbud. He does oh, got, um, snowboarding. Got... I'm a there's... big fan of that of that genre. I, I remember I spent about two weeks watching films where an animal for some reason is part of a sports scene. What do you mean? What do you mean films? You mean documentaries? 
Why? 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 Did it's, you on, say it's, the word put, film? it's put onto film, so it's a you know. Okay. But it is a dog. Yes, yeah, definitely. Like my real. favorite thing in every one of those movies is what well, does it say in the rules that a monkey can't play hockey? <laughs> <laughs> it's always I'm going to break the bit because that is always the best bit of those movies. But it's just like well, in this loophole, it just says anyone can play basketball. It's like let the dog play. Let the dog play. It's always like a chant as well. Like love- one kid would just start a chant of like, let Ebba play. Let Ebba play. And like slow clapping. And then everyone <laughs> will get both. Beautiful. I just love. I love like the, the, the just the hockey teams they get. It's just this uh, this underdog underdog hockey team of just, uh, just it's my favourite thing. And then then they're always losing, and they have so much riding in the game. And then just the golden retriever, and it sorts it out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> golden retriever is right there. I, I always think... feel like for ice like ice based sports, it should be uh, one of the dogs with the bowels under its neck. They get mon- they get monkeys. Though. They got the monkey one where he plays hockey. You've seen that one. No, I haven't. Oh, it's a there's monkey on a hockey team. We need to work. We need to work through all these movies together, T. We need to just start from the beginning and go all the way through. I wonder which is the first. The first one. Sorry, I say um, movies. I mean documentaries. I'm back in the <laughs> so I'd like to know what the first person to do that was, and then then to go. Hey, we've got an in here. Um, well, there was a lot of them, as you say. That I've I've seen them on Amazon before. Just the like, because I knew about Air Bud, but I did discover, yeah, there's just tons of these films that are pumped out. So I'm guessing they just knock one out every year and hope one gets as popular as Air Bud. But just people watch, I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the main audience members of of that genre. It's the first, ragtag ragtag sports teams with a with an animal. Yeah, I don't think of any uh, Mighty Ducks, by the way. I've not seen it. I do. Head... I was annoyed there was no ducks in that film. It's true, <laughs> but the animated series, though, they're actual, <laughs> literal, anamorphic space ducks that also play hockey. Do you, do you know, I watched the Mighty Ducks for like, I mean, I don't know if I watched it as a kid because I can't remember it, but I watched it for the first time when I got Disney Plus. I don't know why that was the thing I gravitated towards. I mean, it's because I just because like, it caught you. There was like you thought there was going to be animals playing hockey. Like, yeah, you've made it clear that's your genre. You, just... you wanted ducks in <laughs> ice skate, in like actual ice skates going around playing. I mean, don't we all? You just yeah, watch it true. and you're like, oh, there's like several sequels to this film. And but they got to the they got to the top and so what happens then? Do they 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 become the big Well, the big in the shot. series, the Mighty Ducks, they're actually the villains now. Are they? Oh yep. what twist. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's actually it's actually rad. We say in the I series, don't... like um the, the animated series with the ducks. So no, this is uh, a live action series. Ah, okay. Kind of the opposite of like the Cobra Kai things, isn't like Cobra Kai? Yeah, exactly. Who were like, the bad guys, but are now you know it's, it's now him as a good guy. Yeah, obviously on the network we have Recharge Wrestling, and they'll be able to tell you this format. But that is just a heel change or a face <laughs> turn. That's essentially what it is. They've just made the faces heels, and the heels faces. Oh, just... I, I always like the term whenever I'm writing something. I always use the term Vegeta in. <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the bad guy good I'm going to Vegeta them yeah, I'm a big I, fan, of, fan of that it's good I have the term uh, Magneto like to, to Magneto which is to become the thing you hate like <laughs> which is to like go all the way around because obviously he fought against fascism and then he becomes a fascist and, like that's kind of the Magneto way to Magneto just let that silence sit for a minute. Sorry, I didn't know where to go with that. I don't know, I don't know what happened there. Um, I was expecting Callie to like, come on in. Better be to do some hosting of some sort. Callie's yeah. like, oh, and on topic, 
And well, no. Uh, so on on topic, what I want to know about now is um, Teak. Want you to tell me a little bit about this? Uh, well, your sponsorship of this episode by telling us about your your new book. Oh yeah. Um, hang on. I was expecting to do this towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, I, I thought I'd force people to listen why. to it if they want to get to the you know the juicy the juicy topics. Don't force him to listen to it. It's going to be great. T, tell it is great. I, while, while you're looking that up, I was actually reading your book today, so I've read a quarter, oh, yeah. quarter of it, and I, I've, I've very... it. Oh, why have you got a copy of the book and I haven't? What's going on here? <laughs> well... I've known T longer. We're very it's, good friends. It's this facade of being an editor. People think I have some sort of like understanding of the English language, which is a lie, by the way. To be but... fair, though. It's not unfair for T to send me things and me not read it. I am very, <laughs> I'm very bad. Well, he sent me many scripts over the years and I go, oh yeah, I'll read that. And I forget <laughs> well, until he I, nags me and I do it. Well, I thought like if I sent it to, sent it to Cali, it, it'd be, you know, because he's got a website. Did you know he's got a website that reviews things? Oh, really? I thought, I you know, this. maybe I might get a review and it won't be that Obama meme of him putting a medal on himself <laughs> and I'll get on the book cover. <laughs> And my, my and review positive of... reviews only do positive <laughs> reviews as well <laughs> we, we've said bad things occasionally not you know it's generally if someone sends me a review and it's a negative one and it's like ah it's too late i don't really want to just send this back but yeah generally we try to keep it positive if it's necessary to I be positive smell, i smelled a thick smog of corruption here on the network <laughs> wow i didn't know i didn't know it was rotting all the way down what's going on <laughs> Uh, well, if you've ever heard the RoboCup on the show, you know damn well it's just bias. It's entirely oh, yeah, bias. bias. Yeah. Every game I've, I've brought into it is lost, and I feel that's a... I, I don't think that's bias. It's more just I your thought... crappy ability to explain a game. This is I've... why when I said, do you want to talk about like your book? I was a little bit like, oh, well, he's not going to sell it, Ali. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's going it's well, to go down pretty badly. It took, it took me 500 hours to write it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> But yeah, tell us about your book, T. Give I'll us say, the... Say the the blurb. Is it blurb? What's yeah. the thing you blurb, write? About? Yeah, blurb. The cover looks amazing, back. by the way. The cover, the cover is amazing. Yeah. Friend, um, my other friend called Marcus did it. Marcus Bond. Did Not okay with that. You should uh, only have one friend called Marcus. Zero out of ten. So yeah, this is what I've written. Um, <clears throat> Get the EG4, a set of goggles that would turn this decaying concrete landscape into whatever nostalgic fantasy you desire. The only cost, just a few memories are for our advertiser to alter. Don't worry, you'll be too dazzled by the tech to miss them. Will the world be saved by this invasive new technology? Will someone go down the rabbit hole of e- e- EcoCorp's nefarious plans and whistleblow? Or will we all succumb to having our memories curated by a multinational corporation? Unfortunately for humanity, Greg, a part-time comedian and full-time drug dealer, is the only person on the case sign himself up as a human guinea pig to troll the EG4 and find out exactly what they are doing. Will he manage to gather enough intel before his memories are altered? Will he be able to alert the world of all the harm that this giant tech giant is doing? Or will he be turned into the perfect consumer? That's a blurb I've written. It's a bit of a wrong good blurb, mate. Thanks. That's good. I, also, like that, gave me the vibes of the uh, the Obsidian Isle. Uh, sorry, Obinus Isles. Just your your little endings you've been sending me, like for the, the next time on. It's good. I, I, enjoy, I, I enjoy I enjoy old fashioned radio plays. <laughs> so but yeah, so I've read I've read a quarter of the book, and oh, so you. I can't give any spoilers because I don't know any spoilers. But I very much liked it. 
um, like genuinely as well, because this is another thing when someone, someone you know, a friend sends you something they've done, and you have to go like, "Fuck, if this is bad, this is going to be awkward." No, I just say shit. <laughs> that's what honestly, that's one of the reasons why T sends me stuff. If I read it, I think it's bad. I will just tell them it's shit. Like, <laughs> appreciate the honesty. To yeah, be honest. well, fair enough. I've not, I've not encountered any like people don't send me things too often, to be honest. But um, yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't have to do any sort of like, well, this could be improved with, you know, like, no, this is a very good book. It, I do want to keep, you know, I, I do want to keep going back to it. Um, oh, where just it... I'm very excited about what's about to happen. It's cool. What inspired you to write the book, T? Uh, okay, so I was like. Oh, it's more like you know when you just start talking uh, about like so like about stuff and then you end up coming with an idea. I was just talking about um, like VR goggles, no augmented reality goggles. Like when like it obviously had Google Glass when they make a new version of that. Cause that's like mm-hmm. what would ha- what would happen and like you know the implants. Uh, like, I think it's just before Elon Musk started talking about doing that. <laughs> about those implants in the brain and having been connected to to uh like the internet and the idea that like if if you're if if you if you can have some implants to your brain could they then like alter your memories would your memories be stored in these sort of things then we'd be able to alter them if they could alter them they could put um uh, like a targeted advertising and so your cherished memories you know you just remember back to christmas and the thing that you really you know like you would really you really think about is the, the delicious coca-cola you drank and <laughs> even if you did drink it that day and stuff and it would sort yeah. of yeah like you what... meeting the love of your life and there's you know, <laughs> yeah. a packet yeah. of doritos in your hands and you remember that doritos. taste and that taste would remind you of that um and Sucks. also like like if someone can if, if, if a company can alter your memories, uh, they can essentially alter your whole personality because mm-hmm. you're, you, you are your memories. You're that's what's the, you know, I mean, if you can, alter, you can, they can find these perfect set of memories that turn people into like these perfect consumer droids. Uh, yeah, but just technology that's being worked on, Elon Musk is making I was gonna say, own. like, the scary thing about it is it seems so like in reading the book when uh, the very sort of start scene going up the elevator and it looks at the uh, advert for the uh, eco goggles. And like for a second, when I was reading, I was just like, is this a real thing? Because I thought like up until that point, it was like, okay, totally we're grounded. This is reality. And there's like this, is this one that I've just not noticed coming out? Because it's basically the Google Glass, but like more invasive. And then when it was like said about implants, I was like, okay, right. No, no, we, we are dealing with something which thankfully isn't here yet. But it's almost well, guaranteed to be happening. The thing is though, like T will be okay with this. Like that is already here. It's just your, it's just your cookie algorithm, basically, right? Yeah. It, it is just that which is you know been horrified to a, a, a bigger degree by T in this book. Which sounds <laughs> amazing. I can't wait to read it. Sounds really good. I mean, like Facebook, because there was that thing about with with face Facebook recently, with them altering people's um, like reality by you know by 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 uh, curating like what they see on Facebook, it alters people's views. And they were, and there's women whistleblower said they're a threat to, to mock to democracy. Like, this company is a threat to democracy. 100% They want to join the United Nations as well, isn't it? Like Facebook and Amazon will be part of the United Nations. Yeah. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. Well, we're entering <laughs> dystopia. Like it's happening. It's just it's yeah. too yeah, late. That's, it's, so I've written, I've written no. a book, which is going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I've written a prediction. <laughs> um, 
one thing that I read it and was like, you can turn, you know, like with these uh, goggles, you can be walking around like a much more, like just turn your grey and boring walls into like Middle Earth or whatever. I'd, yeah. I'd wear them. <laughs> I'd totally wear them. I'd have them all, all the time if I could. <laughs> Sounds perfect. So yeah, I'm, like, I'm the consumer droid in this scenario. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I sort of speak, touch on in the book a little bit, is like, if you... If you can alter like the concrete landscape that you live in to look like a, you know like a token-esque fantasy and like what 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 why would you need to sort of change change stuff to make it better why would you have to worry about global warming and all these things if you're sort of in this tunnel of everything's mm-hmm. fine you'll forget you won't see the world dying around you because you've got these glasses on you can just it's, it's fine yeah. no it's, it's it's real it sounds like you're book. hitting on the dangers of escapism and how yeah, escapism a little bit, yeah. leads to apathy, right? Yeah. Listen about That's the whole, like, I if found. we had a VR, like, if better than lifestyle, Red Dwarf VR, like, you just end up dead in a chair because of why bother coming out? <laughs> like, Not to get, like, too political, but it's, like, one of those things, like, um, Evangelist, right? Like, Evangelist, sorry. They, the whole thing is... For, they know they're going to heaven, right? So why the fuck do they care about saving the <laughs> world and stuff like that? Mm. If they, you know, and it's the same. Like if you can live in your perfect fantasy here on Earth, yeah. What? Why do anything? Like the time you have now is good. You don't need to do anything else. Yeah, but it's, fascinating. It's, yeah, it is like a whole moral thing. Because I mean, one one thing I think about is probably going to be another book one day. But one one thing I think about is like. In the future, um, I, I imagine like we'll like they're like um, when VR is like a big thing, and like we're playing lots of MMO games because like you know the, when like um, global warming and climate change gets to the point of like you can't really go outside anymore because it's that bad. You know, like when you see storms happen so much more often now than they used to, and it is we're starting to hit that point. I imagine people will be huddled inside, and VR will be the place people go. And I kind of have this sort of theory that we'd like have these video games that we play um, and like the poor would be grinding these video games to get good armor to then sell to the rich. And then um, they can use that money that they sold in game to like pay for their like rent or electrics and stuff like that. Seems entirely like something's probably happening. Like you know, you get like um people oh, farming yeah, world gold farmers, path. right? Like yeah, wow, exactly. gold yeah. farms. Like, that's exactly. Like, I, think that's what, I think that's going to be like a, a big also, thing that's going to change. Happen. With this whole COVID thing, like I, I barely leave my house. It feels like like during the actual lockdown, you know, I never was, and I work from home. I've set myself up in the office. Most of my entertainment and friends now are kind of just you know people online through a camera. So it's yeah. VR systems, if we were just sat around in like VR chat, being Sonic the Hedgehogs or like Nigerian Sonic or whatever it is, and just that, that is not not even that far in the future. Basically, no, definitely there. not. I, I haven't told this story, but I got addicted to um, a VR chat, um, like YouTuber. There was like VTubers before it was really a thing. Like, I got proper, like, autistically obsessed with it. There was like two people that I just constantly watched like every day for ages until I had this moment where I was like, I haven't showered in like two weeks. I've just been watching these VR chat people. Uh, like yeah. I'm just getting into the drama of it. And like, <laughs> it's all like, you know, scripted. It was all like scripted stuff, but it was just like obsessed. It became like my virtual extenders for a while. It was very, very strange. <laughs> 
So, just um, addicted to it to a point where I just like sometimes I do my brain does I just snap out of it and go oh god what am I doing <laughs> the no the horrors why am I here who are these people brain why we had this on the news a little while back on uh, some fantastic site robot-republic.com um, Facebook actually have because you know they own is it Oculus they own Oculus yeah. yeah yeah like they've patented having adverts within their games. So, like, playing, you know, a VR shooter or whatever, and there'll be a billboard that's interchangeable. So, like, it's not just programmed into the game. It's, like, whoever's paid for the advert that day. Oh, like the same way adverts currently exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, the, the way they currently exist on there. But rather than it being Oof. just on your Facebook feed, it's showing up in your actual VR game. So, basically, it is becoming advertisement in your life. Like, if you, if you when, once they get that kind of, like, an AR, wearing goggles, wearing Google yeah. Glass or Eco Goggle, like, yeah, you will just have billboards that are just green screens that can be changed yeah. to whoever's you, looking at yeah. it. I mean, do you think, like, because I was thinking about, like, Facebook when they first brought Oculus. So with Facebook, it is a, a website that we, we opt into, um, you know, it was, it's our choice to opt into Facebook, but it's not really our choice to opt into Facebook because it's become such a, a necessity in great society. We, mm-hmm have to have it at risk of not having a social life or any friends. Yeah. For um, me, it's like I, I organize events now. Like I've been meaning, I've been wanting to delete my Facebook for yeah, me too. ages now. And I literally can't because it's where I do all my organization for my events. Everyone's linked on it. Like I, I've, I've got the frame. I, I feel like I'm trapped on it and I know it affects my mental health sometimes where I'm yeah. like, oh shit, I need to burst out of this bubble, but I can't. It's I, like Sonic the Hedgehog in a water level. <laughs> it's like constantly like trapped in the shittest level ever, and I just need that bubble. Just whoop. I, I'm gonna get the music. I don't have it installed on my phone. I just have um, it like in a tab, so I'm, mm-hmm. I don't get the notifications or anything, so it doesn't pull me back. But one of the things I think about Facebook is uh, so they've got these terms and conditions, and they decide what what's what's okay to be on the on the website and what's not okay, uh, and they can alter the algorithms depending on what you see. Um, now, when they brought Oculus, I thought, hang on a second, this is a world, this is a world that they brought, because you put on, you're in another world, and they are the gods of this world, and they get to decide what's okay and what's not okay. And I feel that that's what they're, that sounds a bit fucking tinfoil no, hat, makes, but I no, feel no, that's no, like, <laughs> You're saying that the Peter, Mo- Peter Monolu did, they blacked and whited it, baby, <laughs> they're the god of the world, they're going to yeah. make you a game god. If you're actually in their world, which you are, you know, if you're in their VR world, and as you say, the terms and conditions, that means they are set in what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do in a yeah. world. They've created their own miniature society, which eventually everyone will probably be plugged into, player one style. But yeah, yeah deep, dark, <laughs> horrible. Deep, dark. I actually, I managed well, to get myself off Facebook like a couple of years ago. Um, I only recently reinstalled the app on my phone just because of, I, unfortunately, doing the whole company thing, I do need to like use the company's page and post things yeah, on there. Um, but I, cause you can download all of your data from it, like all your photos. So I, ha- I downloaded everything I'd put on there. Cause that's what sort of scared me about leaving. It was like, ah, uh, you know, I've, I've still got these plus I do still, do, I've always kept the account. I just shut down my like use of Facebook cause I still use messenger to talk to people, but yeah, downloaded all my photos and my history just so I have that sort of archived locally. Um, and then just, deleted the app and just stopped using it. It was a bit of a thing. It was probably like getting rid of an addiction because of when you find yourself like picking up your phone, scrolling through, closing the app and then immediately reopening the app, even though like oh, nothing's no, changed. This and it's is just like, me. 
Yeah, sorry about that. No, um, it's fine. So yeah, I mean, I've learned... like, this turned out that this isn't a podcast. This is an intervention. intervention. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Facebook addiction. Well, so... at least, I will say, at least game companies aren't doing uh, horrendous um, sort of money loot boxing style things for progression in games so at least we don't have that which is a good thing well as it goes um that does take us on to our first subject here so thank you very much um i'm very excited to read the book t and uh, thank you again just so people uh your your uh, your memories may contain sponsored content uh, by by T that I know that'd be on Amazon. Just like on... your podcast may contain sponsored content. <laughs> it's it's sponsored because he's our friend. Therefore, our friend, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm releasing this this day it goes out, so you can you can get it on Amazon. Because you Wait. know the problem is if I just sell it at anarchist bookshops, it's just going to be like you know, no one's going to learn anything, are they? You got yeah. you got to be in the system to got take got it out. You got uh, um, pay the pay the piper, mate. Got to give the base a little taste. Yeah. <laughs> a little taste. He gets his oh, cut one way or another. Sweet. He gets his cut. Uh, the link for that will be below in the description anyway. So um, yeah, do do check oh, it out. Highly you. recommend it based on the twenty five percent I've read. Um, but I will be going. Am I getting, back and a, am I getting a ten out of ten has webs review? Uh, it's, well, that's not how we do it. Know. But will you get a rad? That's that's what it is now. Rad. So yeah. enjoy. I haven't read it so bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so moving on to our first topic of this week, uh, Avengers have added the paid experience boosts, which is, you know, it's something that happens in live service games, but it's also something they said they would not be doing. And I know, I know someone here, Marcus, has a rant he wants so, to do. So, all right. The, the thing is, like, let's just get to the topic of loot boxes in general. If a loot box is a game, fine it's in a game it's a choice of someone to get it or not and um obviously there's a difference between cosmetic loot boxes and pay to win loot boxes my pet like if if you want to take the libertarian response and go oh well it's up to the personal responsibility of the person of whether they want to go into that um game fine that's not my personal view my personal view is that they're predatory predatory and they basically prey on the weak and they prey on people like myself that are autistic that get obsessed with things and want to buy and buy and collect. And that's all you want to do. Like it's a predatory thing and they know exactly what they're doing. So like to the point now where countries are literally calling it gambling um, and you need to be 18, like a game needs to be 18 to buy it or else it's got gambling products in it and kids shouldn't be anywhere near it. So in that case, Marvel, like um, Square Enix basically said that they're not doing any microtransactions in this game. It's all going to be like inbuilt thing, and that's fine. Great, good. And they said they're especially not doing um, paid experience boost. Great. That's a lot of why, a lot of reasons. Started the game. Fine. Then about a month ago, about yeah, about two months ago, they put in a patch that increased XP. It made it harder for you to level up. Basically, <laughs> increased the XP gauge that you needed to level up the characters. And everyone was like. Well, this is a bit shady, but um, we'll see where it goes. And then now, now they would basically announce that they're going to do XP boost, where you basically can buy it to basically get extra levels and get XP to basically make it easier for you to level up, which they patched two months ago 
to make it harder for you to level up. See, in jumping on like uh, what T would be, you know, I'm, this isn't even a conspiracy theory, frankly, this is true, but the whole giving you the disease so they can sell you the cure. Exactly. That's exactly what that is. They, they well, increase. Destiny 2 did it as well until people called them out and went, oi, what are you doing? You literally made it harder to, like, you increase the XP needed for the light levels and now you're selling, like, light level boosts. Knock it off what you're doing. How much, that, like, how much are these boosts? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea. I can look that up now. Could Why do they sound, <laughs> sound tantalizing to you, T? Well, you know, like I am, um, they did. I remember I saw a survey of Marvel were putting out. They said, Would you like XP boost? And I said, Yes, I would. I'd like to pay. So, it's like, as, as a person who's not very good at games, I'd, I'd rather just pay the money and get over with. And just getting over with and just get over with. I just pay them to get me to the end level and then I go, Look, I've done this game, it's over. I I know, like, there's sarcasm (laughs) here with Jokey, but that is one thing, right? Some people are busy and they just want to, you know, level cap up as soon as they can and just play the character they want. Fine. Like, again, you know, that's not my personal opinion and be on it. I I, I still think Frontori, but that is a service that they can put there or are putting there. To allow people to have that choice, I've, I've got getting that choice. Really. I've got a problem yeah. with that, though. Like, um, I know Final Fantasy fourteen, the online mm-hmm. one. Uh, I remember my partner telling me about the twelve pounds. Um, I think it was, it's like twelve pounds. The game costs about eighteen bucks, right? So twelve is most the way of a game. But if you get if you start a new character and you just want to jump them straight to the end level amount, so you can partake in the end level content, it's a twelve pound to do that. So you're paying them to skip playing the game, basically. Yeah, like, the same with WoW enough. as well. Like, wow, you can pay to get, like, a level 90-plus character. Yeah, and, like, you know you, you want to, of course. Like, you don't want to have to play through all the boring stuff just to get to the bits you are looking to actively play. But essentially, all they're doing is hitting a number from, like, 0 to 99 or whatever on, on a server, charging yeah. you £12 for the privilege of not playing the game. And I just can't get my head around how crazy <laughs> that is. Yeah. But the same with Avengers, because at the end of the day, there's not much fucking content in it. <laughs> let alone the general isn't. It's like a lot of like rehash levels again and again with the same enemies. Obviously, you've got um the Wakanda stuff now, mm-hmm. and uh you've got the um uh, maestro stuff that they included, which is all good. But skipping through it, there isn't gonna be much for you to like catch up on. And that's the problem, like my main problem, obviously them including it. But also the main thing is they're making it harder for you to level up in the first place. Yeah, that's, didn't, that's um, bonkers. Didn't like do you, do you, so, so do you remember, do you remember Star Wars Battle? Is it Battlefield? Battlefront Battle Two, yeah. Battlefront, that's the one. So you remember, do you remember all the problems of that, which is, seems like very similar problems with this. Yeah, Battlefront Three, wasn't it? Two. I can't remember. There it was isn't the one three. that came out the PS. It was the one that came out the PS4, wasn't it? Just yeah. PS4 so they um they out. they they came out and uh, you could pay for um like character packs or you know experience boost packs or whatnot uh and if you wanted to unlock all these characters if you were to do it in like playing the game through regular kind of just leveling i think it worked out it'd be like a um i don't know is it like 40 hours or something of just solid grinding to get to like darth vader or you could just buy him basically so they made it so it was unreasonable um not an un- well an unreasonable request for a working adult <laughs> really to unlock characters which were available for free in the previous game what I'm, what I'm thinking is like so that was EA wasn't that was EA did that it yeah. was um, EA games they steal your money <laughs> but so but Disney own the IP 
for the event for the Star Wars one. Yeah, Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Now Disney gone to Square Square Enox and that is that yeah, the Square, Square Enox. Ones? Yeah, Crystal same bullshit. House. Same bullshit. So it's, it's the Disney have just gone. I didn't care. I didn't care. They haven't made. Do you know I mean, since that fiasco, they have not made mm-hmm. a stance gone. You can't. You can't do this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Characters. They're just. I like, just give us the fucking money. Yeah, that, and that's one of the problems with it. And you've hit it on the head there, T. It's like a lot of people were like, "Well, Disney will hear about this and be upset and take away the license because you know they they essentially EA like Battlefront Two with what kicked off the whole gambling thing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it being predatory and play. And, you know. Um, politicians yes of course the politicians used it for political gain to obviously get ahead and use it as like a we should save the children talking point but also some good came of it because you know they're now realizing that it is gambling and it is exploiting children simple as that but yeah a lot of people were like ea or abusing the ip and the license disney will take it away from them and disney just don't care no they just don't they just don't care just allowing this to go yeah, no, I had a fr- I had a friend who um, used to play uh, Overwatch, and I know he spent over a hundred bucks on like just loot boxes, that's and that's just, the properly uh, gambling one. I don't mind just, like sorry, that's just cosmetic stuff. Yeah, cosmetics, yeah I, that's I not spent money. On it's not yeah, it's much. not like uh, it is just cosmetics, but you don't know what you're buying. You're buying the you know gamble box, so you could just get a load of shit you already have. Yeah, um, not you know impacting the game though is it so no that's, that's where it's a problem, no but it's, still it's a problem because it's still thing. like this person clearly had a bit of an addiction going on oh, they I would see. buy this much stuff like from it there's no need to have it and that's a lot of people you know they make their money not from the occasional person buying one they make their money from someone spending a thousand pounds on it yeah whales. they call them whales like, yeah that's the other thing as well like that is business speak now the whole tech like the business speak of whales is a thing like to the point where it's even like being patterned, right? The idea of like milking whales and like a business plan around whales mm. is like a patterned concept, or at least something traveling around. Like, um, I, I've bought DLC. I don't mind buying like cosmetic items for games. Like, uh, I think the last one I bought it for was did I buy this Assassin's Creed or a Sea of Thieves is one I've definitely bought for. Um, the only problem is they call it microtransactions and they're not generally <laughs> that micro on there. Like, How much are they? Well, like the Sea of Thieves, to get a bundle of uh, like one ship. Now, Sea of Thieves has plenty of stuff, and it's a free-to-play game, essentially. So, like, I'm not too fussed. There's no pay-to-win mechanics. I'm quite happy for them to have, like, a shop uh, to, you know, help carry on giving them funds to support Yeah, them. of course. Totally okay with that. how game developers... It's a difficult one. Sorry yeah. to... Um, it's like... That's how they make their money now, you know, when they're pumping, you know... And that's fine. I don't mind that. Pass, it makes it fine. a free game, you know, and, like... If it doesn't affect gameplay, it just looks different, then totally on for it. Except, like, a whole ship set is about £17 worth of in-game currency. That's quite a lot just to have your one ship set look at things. And, like, a, a, a seven, seven, £17, yeah. Well, I worked sort of out how much, you know, if you were to buy... The value of the coins for one ship set and whatnot. And I know, like, Assassin's Creed as well, when each of the kind of, like, little packs on there are about 12 quid. That's not really a microtransaction. That's like a third of what I've paid for the game. <laughs> like yeah. I would be inflation, up... mate. That's the problem. <laughs> well, if things, if things were like, like if it was ways, a quid, two hours work. If it was like... like a quid, I would buy quite a lot, probably. I imagine because those, you know, nickel and diamond, as they sort of say, I would probably fall for it and just be like, yeah, I, I can buy this like unicorn to ride around on in Assassin's Creed. Fine, it's a quid, not a problem. But yeah, like it, it does put me off. So I'm guessing they do have people that are happy to pay that. Yeah, um, of course. And then, like, like I said, I'm 
like I said, if it's in their games, it's in their games. It is what it is. Like I'm personally not not okay with it, but it is someone's choice. But again, like I said, people that are susceptible to this stuff will fall for it, and there's no safeguards to help these people. Mm. Yeah. They're going in like limits or something. I know. Um, in one of the one of the uh, things, I know China have imposed some pretty draconian kind of rules on gaming recently for kids i think you're allowed to play like one hour on a friday one hour on a yeah, sunday or something like that's that that's the other extreme of it like that's I, the I... extreme but like one thing of their like new rule set which isn't bad it's something like um a limit for how much money can be spent in a like month and it's something like you know 20 bucks or something can be spent on games you know like on game yeah. stuff within a month yeah, it so it does limit be it. your percentage of your earnings though right yeah maybe Maybe I don't know. Like, like I said, we're going into some real authoritarian. Yeah, like, I, I'm not qualified to talk about it, really. Yeah, so. me neither. Oh, it was just more the <laughs> fact that a game company thinks it's okay. This is the thing as well. They think it's okay to get away with patching XP to make it harder to level up, and then selling XP boosts to counter. Give you the disease, sell you the cure. Yeah, it's fucked. Um, moving on from that, Metroid Dread has just come out. Uh, I've yeah. seen I've seen a lot of good reviews. I've seen a lot of um, just people comparing it to like other sixty pound, like or sixty dollar games, and being pretty ridiculous with it. Like comparing it to you know big three D things, and as if about? that's what makes it. Yeah, it's it's stupid. But I saw like comparisons where they've done like a little bit of the video and then a bit of like God of War. Hey, and it's like hey, they're not the same game. Hey, <laughs> hey people out there that wrote that review in that comparison, you're silly. All right, you're being silly. You should stop it. That's right. so nice. I was expecting a much harder word there to no. come out. That's good. It's just, Very pleasant. just being silly. Just being silly billies, aren't they? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you've, uh, you've, you've been playing this. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit I about it? I've been playing it, yeah. About, I think about halfway through. So one thing I will say is it is not your usual Metro game. It's not your usual Metrovania. It's a real mix-up on the franchise, and they are truly trying something different, and I appreciate it. One, it's really hard. Like, it's super hard compared to the other uh, Metroid games. Like, it's not kind of just a pick up and play. Like, it's got some real, real meat to it. And, like, we've talked about this before in the podcast. Like, I like meaty games. I like games that are a bit of a challenge and I can sort of stick my, my, my teeth into as I like that throwing myself up against a wall and trying to get, get better. Like, I, I, that's, you know, the calming thing for me, which we talked about in the previous podcast. And they really done it with this. Um, it carries on the story pretty well, I think. The cinematics in the game look great. And it's some of the best boss fights I've ever had in a game. They're just so engaging and just really are quite terrifying. Like, and again, like people were, were a bit upset that maybe the franchise hasn't continued how they wanted it to be. But the game was called Metroid Dread. Like, it was called Dread. And that's what I get from this game. Like, you are up against it, like you are really, you know, with your back against the wall, and you know the the theme of dread like flows through it all the way through. Like you do feel like you're being chased, and um, yeah, you you are, you know, trying your best to survive. It's kind of a weird like survival horror. That's the kind of vibe I got from the trailers. That whole dog robot chasing you down, like yeah. that panicked me just seeing it. Is it actually a chase? situation are you be are you having to run away from this thing yeah there are there are chase sequences from it where um it'll basically follow you and then you get to the point where you're like oh cool i can 
I can deal with this. And then it goes, now nah, Terminator 2, bitch. And then like <laughs> morphs and gets, um, yeah, a little bit harder. Well, that's your thing as well. Like it doesn't, it, it telegraphs that as well in the game. Like it tells you that uh, you are basically a non-entity on this planet. Like everything else here is a million times stronger than you, is a real threat. And it eats bitches like you for breakfast. Like that, the game like says that, and telegraphs that all the way through. Of you know, you you're not a bullet sponge anymore. You can't just go around, turn into a ball, and drop your bomb and thumbs up. Like, can you still turn into a ball and drop your bomb? Like, like is that still? Yeah, of course. Mechanic? Okay. Yeah. I, I I never actually played any Metroid games. I've not. You know, we've talked about this before. I'm not yeah, a huge Nintendo. Fair. It is more lad. so. Um, it's not as open world, and I use that in brackets. Like. It doesn't have that Metroidvania. You, you can kind of go off track, but you kind of only go off track to pick up extra rockets or items that you can't necessarily. You're not like returning to previous sort of stages with new unlockable powers, like a kind of what is considered a Metroidvania. No, like. it's quite linear in the way like okay. the steps you go through. Um, so yeah, it's lost a bit of a Metroidvania. Of course, it's still use the colored rockets on the colored stuff to to do things. Is sort of that. Um, I like how Metroid games come out with like some of the features that defines a Metroidvania, obviously named after Metroid, and it doesn't have those. That's just kind of well, this is it's evolution. I'm I'm all for it, but like yeah, yeah. Well, the evolution is the fact that obviously you know Metro, you know Metroid and Castlevania, like Metroidvania, are the two you know granddaddies of the thing. But we've had some absolute modern classics like Hollow Knight. Is incredible. Like it's one of the best Metroidvanias I've played. I was going to ask you it's... about Hollow Knight because of um, that's like I mean that's too hard for me. Is it kind of similar on the sort of hardness scale there? Yeah, Does it feel uh, like I a Hollow Knight. Uh, I think that's deliberate as well. I think the creators of Metroid Dread saw what how the genre has been evolved, like you said, how it's been improved on and evolved and turned into this sort of new sort of genre. And they wanted a slice of it. They were like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll have your baby's Hollow Knight. We'll make some Metroid <laughs> dread goodness. And, and that's what we've got. Um, I, again, I guess it comes to the accessibility thing. Can anyone pick this up and play it? I think they can. Like, I think you can still pick it up and play it and be okay. Um, I don't think the difficulty is at a spike where it will stop people playing. Is there difficulty levels you can select, or is it that one I haven't game? looked into? Okay. Um, and my switch is out of battery currently, so I can't turn it on the um, thing. Play, yeah, playing I, it I don't remember. I don't remember there being a changeable mode to begin with. I think once you've completed it, you get hard mode. Mm. So I think the difficulty obviously spikes forward. Um, That's fair. I think most a lot of people kind of want that now. Like me, I'm a, a coward. Like my game's on fairly much story mode. Um, so I probably would struggle like with Hollow Knight. I quite I love the aesthetic, um, but I just was getting killed and sent back to the surface far too often. Yeah. I just and that can be frustrating. Um, I I think I was lucky enough to kind of pick up what they are putting down pretty early on in the game and go, oh okay, cool. This is not the Metroids I've played before. Okay, I get you. So mm. when I started. I was a lot more careful than I would have been in other stuff. I was, you know, a little more um, tr- um, trepidatious with, like, the enemies. I, I wasn't just running in there, shooting everything all the time and just getting in their face because I sort of respected them. And I yeah. think they telegraph that really well. Like, they have a screen that pretty much tells you you are, you know, 
the weakest thing on this planet and you know the chozos are basically going to fuck you up so so that's because like i say i didn't play metroid like ever but i've seen some videos more on it kind of in the last few years when i've been paying more attention like yeah. in my mind metroid's always been like um like a like quite light family looking thing i didn't realize that what metroid is not samus what metroid is is like a horrible space monster yeah like terrifying looking beasts so yeah, yeah it totally like, well, wasn't Metroids what i was expecting are, like basically floating brain creatures that yeah because i thought this was like a mario but with a gun but it's, now, it's definitely not that the story is you know like kind of space horror like that's the yeah. point of it because you had like parasite after the metroids became extinct because they used themselves to give samus the cure for parasite x that essentially was like this this is in metroid fusion i think which is um Game Boy Color or geez, there's been many Metroid games. But yeah, in uh, Metroid Fusion, uh Parasite X goes with you and you basically um makes a copy of Samus and um yeah the Metroid gives itself for you to um basically cure yourself and then the Metroids become extinct and then the Parasite X becomes extinct. This game starts with going, Oh, Parasite X is supposed to be extinct, but we've seen pictures of it on this planet. You should basically go and find out what's going on and samus yeah. is like ah oh, fake news <laughs> fake news mate and basically turns up and then you sort of develop the story from there i don't want to give any spoilers but yeah if you want a bit of a challenge and you want a play experience that i think hasn't been out there for a while in your switch like just a good meaty 2 2d side scroller you can sort of shut yourself up against then uh, Metroid Dread is for you, even if you're not familiar with the Metroid franchise. I think it's a solid buy. I'm excited. Like, I do not feel guilty for spending 60 quid on it. No. Um, I'm, I'm definitely getting my money's worth. And yeah, it's so, rad. rad oh, rad, I was just rad. about to ask you, what would you rate this one? Yeah, rad, rad. It's, it's rad, baby. Would you, would you give it out a 10? Sorry, uh, rad is what I would give it out of 10. We're not doing, not doing numbers. I'm no, afraid you, you, you know numbers. the rules. To, you know the rules. I need rules. to know the numbers. It makes it's it rather bad. Rad. <laughs> oh, I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> bad. If I were, to I hope it, everyone else hates this as well. Right, I do I hope everyone listening is just like I'm so fucking fuming at this but every I time. I understand, and I will think about it. And I'll, I'll progress. If I were to give it a number out of zero and ten, I would give yeah. it rad. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you, and I hate your shit system. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. Well, that. I love you too, and I'm excited to read your book. So, thank you. Thank you. No Have you been playing anything you want to talk about to you, or should we move on to our our final topic? I've I've just just uh, generally hyped for the Bind of Isaac um, board game coming out, like the, the new version they're doing. You're gonna plump so many hours into that one. No, it's, yeah, it's like cause you know they got a Bind of Isaac like Four Souls board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, but the, for there's, there's a Kickstarter for the new version. Like there's like a they do a second edition. They're doing like massive expansion. Um, they've got loads of artists like helping do cards. Like David Firth did a Sad Fingers card, and like okay. John and John and Vasquez did a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac card. Yeah, and, like, literally all of all of the things that I love are all in Bind the Isaac. And... I'm about to say that's some real tea meat. They've just, that's some tea <laughs> I'm in a bucket. They've chucked into the ocean and, there. 
and, and with a Kickstarter, I've got this like this like pink Isaac hat, which is like the eye, his eyes with tears on the front of it, and I'm just like I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> and it's not out I, soon, I don't think. I've just, I've just, that's, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that again. Have you today. already uh, gone ahead? Are you, are you a supporter? You yeah, kick-started. of course. Yeah, I kickstarted as much as as much money as I possibly throw at it. Edmund Millen like posted on Twitter the other day. He was like, "Yeah, if I made the loot crate, would you would you, would you get it?" Basically, I'm like, "Yes, yes, I will give you. I will give him all of the money possible." <laughs> <laughs> I give you a single handedly fund in this entire board game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope to find. I'm trying to think what I've been playing. Um, oh, I had to go at Luigi's Mansion Three. Ooh, do yeah. tell. No, not good. I, I didn't, I'm not very good at it. I couldn't get very far, and I gave up. I it really like it. Hey, I can't I... get very far. I didn't understand. There was a bit, you know, like the first bit where you've like you get your like little stupid Ghostbusters thing. Don't whoa whoa whoa! whoa. <laughs> your vacuum cleaner, right? Whoa, yeah, your Ghostbusters whoa. thing. Never what? say stupid and Ghostbuster together. Thank you. All right, well you're both you? your Buster Ghost stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's better. Thank you. And then, like, you've got, like, your your ghost dog or whatever, like, ghost salamander, whatever the fuck it is. Like, ghost it just dog. goes. It just goes somewhere. It looks more like a lizard. But right. it, goes, it goes somewhere. Like, it goes into another room, right? Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm just wandering about. I'm, like, sucking rats up into the hoover and I'm getting all the coins and I don't know how to get past you it. You need to go in the elevator. I couldn't see the elevator. It's like over by the right hand side of the. Well, I, I just thought if it's going to piss me off this much to begin with, I'm not going to bother with it at all. <laughs> so I just, just stop playing. I'm not. I'm just. I can't. I. I you know. I like. I'm not. I love Nintendo, right? But I. I just can never, ever, ever do a Mario Luigi game, other than the old Game Boy ones, the 3D ones. I just can't do. Was it like reason. Paper Mario? Can't do it. I've not played Paper Mario. I could probably do that. It's like an RPG, so I could yeah. probably do that. But like the sort of 3D platformers they do, I just can't do them. I, my brain doesn't work. In the I love Luigi's Mansion Free. I think it's great. I think the puzzles are fantastic in oh, it. I'm just I think so annoyed by it. The it's physics just... mechanics that it does is great. I think it telegraphs um, what you need to do pretty well. I didn't do it to me. I couldn't understand. I didn't That's get fair. it. It's I okay. So yeah, I've just. Uh... I'd love to watch a side by side gameplay just of both of you, just to see <laughs> what moment he gets stuck on. Like and see how easy or not easy that bit is. It's not about easy or hard, right? It's just about I I fully admit that my brain is better at picking up shit like that than other people's. It's just how it is. Yeah. Can't do it. Um, So yeah, maybe it is difficult or telegraphed badly. I just managed to. It might not be um, because everyone else is with children and adults (laughs) alike. I mean it's an all ages game. I don't I I don't think it's a children's game. And I thought about this quite a lot because I've seen people being like, oh it's children's puzzler. And I'm like, nah, there's some real like moving parts to puzzles. Like I think a child would really be difficult with it. Yeah I did find it difficult. Thank you (laughs) That's all right, don't worry mate. It's fine. It's okay. Right. But like, well, I can't. You're, no, you're an adult because you wrote a book, didn't you? I did write a book. Write a book. They <laughs> did. But like, I could. I like. I like a game, right? Where I can. I can just go away and grind, and then I can come back, or I can like use dialogue options to work my way through and stuff like that. I don't. I just find like game puzzles quite difficult. Puzzling. Um, like that. Like the kind of platformer sort of thing. I'm just. Unless it's like a two like two D platformer, like three D ones, where it's just like do this. That's thing. fine because uh, I was going to um, point out like you, you know you you've represented Limbo recently, but like um, that is two D really, isn't it? It's still 
puzzles, but it's all 2D platform. It's puzzles, but it's 2D. And uh, again, I, I think that's too much of a puzzler. You can kind of pretty much work out what you need mm. to do. When you I, know, need I, str- I struggled with a box on that one for a while. Couldn't figure out how to move it. Anyway, it's not yeah, really to talk bad. about. Bad. 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 Also, shame. See, it really appeals to me. No but... webs. What? <laughs> no webs. It appeals to me. Just ghosts and Luigi. Like, how yeah. of marrying I Luigi? Well. I feel like Luigi's my guy. And... Yeah. Luigi, Luigi's mansion's great. Uh, one is really good. Two is a bit meh. Three, I really enjoyed. I was trying to pick up if I ever see it for you know less than sixty bucks. Nintendo that games just never go down in price. Yeah. Do they? It was the other day that you missed one of the greatest Nintendo sales ever. Uh-huh. The digital sale was incredible, like a couple of weeks ago. It well, seems like outdated information, Mark. Yeah. This, this sounds <laughs> like taunting us with uh, a missed yeah. opportunity is what this is. <laughs> I picked up Little Nightmares for like six quid. Um, the first I one or the second one? The first one. I picked up the second one for 15 quid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like these are good prices by like Nintendo standards, but... But like... Nintendo, like the, they had pretty much most of the main Nintendo stuff at about um, 25% off. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Should I play um I started playing uh, Octopath Traveler. I was, I was, I was in a weird Great. mood, like I just couldn't be asked to go around shooting stuff, which is my usual, you know, kind of gaming. That's your default. You think it, it is? Yeah, I was playing. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, Far Cry Four. Like I'm just not in the mood to do that. So I um yeah started this and it's it's really good. Like it is still it like is a uh, well as you know it's like a um turn based RPG combat system. I, I would actually prefer it kind of if it didn't have the combat. Like for me, I just quite enjoyed the story I was get, getting told. But uh, but that's just the way I've got to deal with it, I guess. That's where you choose different characters that have different stories, right? Yeah, yeah. So I picked um I picked the dancing dancing girl uh, Primrose. Yeah. And like you start, it's deep, it's dark actually. I wasn't expecting it to be a dark game. I thought it was gonna be a kid's game, but um <laughs> like after, you know, I, I broke out my uh my my it's not I mean I guess it's a brothel. Like you're a dancing girl for some horrible prick. Um who I have got to kill, so spoilers for the first hour of that game, I guess, if you pick that character. But what's really great is um I've got like a ability. Each of the characters has a different ability, and mine's a lure. So I can like I go up to people if they're people on the street. I have like a speech bubble. I can do this to them, where I can do a lure, where I do like a little spin, you know. And then the person, well, there's a it says a chance to follow me or not. Uh, they have different ratings, so like they have different combat ratings or strength rating, and they're different special skills. So you, you can only have one person following you at a time. But yeah, if you if you do alert and it's successful, you then have an NPC following you around who isn't actually part of your party, uh, which I assume I'm getting a party later, but they are available and they walk around with you. So when I was getting into battles, I had like the ability to summon and I picked this uh, old woman. So it just had like summon old woman and then she would come out and be firing her bow at my my, my bad guys. And it's it fantastic. Grandma, go! Pretty much. It's yeah. like, yeah, Pokemon, but with, with OAPs. It was awesome. Amazing. Rad so, or bad? Rad, so far. Like, rad. totally not the kind of game I'd expect to be, you know, into, but I'm going to keep giving it a go. It's, it seemed like quite a low effort for me. You know, I, was, I wasn't feeling anything else, so it's just like, yeah, this I can just relax and play this, and yeah, it's good. Rad. Yeah. So um, one quick other subject before we move on to RoboCup is Superman. Superman! Superboy, as you were, but now Superman, I assume he's taking on the mantle. I don't follow comics. Superman, well, what so... Superman? What's that? Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Superman. Where's so, Clark? Um, Clark 
has basically been kicked out of the Justice League because he wanted to um, uh, basically deal with some outer space stuff and the Earth governments were basically against it and the Justice League decided that they have to work with the government. So he's gone off to work with the authority and he's become more of a sort of secret war, sort of MI5 CIA sort of underground um sort of team member now with his own sort good. of convert. That was interesting. Convert. I mean, he's he good at disguise, isn't he? Like Also written by um, Garth Ennis, or was it... Really? Um, Garth Ennis? I thought Garth you hated Ennis, uh, <laughs> Garth Ennis, or it's Grant Morrison. Um, very different people. Very different people. Uh, both start with G. Um, it's like Garth, en- Garth Ennis writ, um, oh, what's it called? What's the superhero Amazon show? The Boys. He wrote The Boys. Ah, uh, Yeah. Uh, isn't he like, like super over edgy? <laughs> Who was telling me? Yes, Are you telling me about it, yeah. that? It's like too edgy or something. It's too edgy. But but um, what's it called? The one by uh, Robert Kirkman. Fucking what's it called? The, the, the other one. The, the other Amazon <laughs> show. The cartoon one. It was good. Oh, um, Invincible. Invincible. Good. In- yeah. Good show. Yeah, did you watch that? No, I uh, read a comic of it once. Weirdly, I don't really read comics, but I did read an Invincible comic once. It was good. Watch the show. I think he had yeah, like um. The bad guy in it was like Kublai Khan or something, like straight up from history, but in the future, like the same guy just in forward in history. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, Grant Morrison's eye. So, oh, so Superman's oh, now oh, what? I'm bored of it. Love Grant Su- Morrison. Superman up fighting space things, or is he on underground on Earth doing doing secret ops missions? Uh, a, a bit of both here and there, really. Um, but generally off doing um, space stuff and weird timey stuff. And okay. I don't want to spoil it too much. No, that's fair. I'm not going to read it, it, but fair enough. Someone will. But um, yes, Superman, his his child, Superboy, who is now Superman. John. Their John. name is John. I know, but Superboy sounds cool. Superboy. <laughs> he's so, a Superman now. He is a Superman now. And um, yeah, they, they, he's he's kissing boys. He's by. Woo. Kissing boys. Kissing boys. Uh, Kicking ass and kissing boys. Uh, It's kind of been like me reading it. I was like, are you like your relationships is very, very heated. It's very (laughs) sexy. There's a lot of sexual tension here going on DC. Are you doing it or are you just queer baiting me? What are you doing? And then it came out on uh, National Coming Out Day that John's going to be by. Hey. Were um, you actually reading the? I do. I mean, I don't read comics or follow particularly. So, yeah, have you been was, reading? I'm, I'm reading that one at the moment. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's great. This is the thing when I had, I didn't have too many shitty comments. I had. I changed my co- uh, cover picture. Talk about Facebook. I, co- I changed my cover photo to uh, John kissing up his new boyfriend. Uh, the picture of them uh, smooching because for me, I just want to spill for a little bit. I had no bias representation growing up. I just didn't have it to the point where I was very late. What's that? John Constantine. But Constantine, yes. But like I said, Constantine wasn't until like later when I started reading Constantine. And even like Constantine, depending on who's writing him, he was either super straight or super gay. There was never really like... (laughs) That's a good point. That is a very good point. (laughs) He was either super gay or super straight. And it wasn't until recently where now, like, again, in the Garth Ennis run, and, you know, a couple of years back where they've leaned into him being more bi, where it isn't just, I that, like girls, I like boys. Yeah, Constantine. Like, that, was good. that was a good run. I enjoyed that. Yeah, the Garfield's so. run is really, really good. And, yeah, it, and that's the thing with it. They're, like, personally for me, there wasn't, you know, 
and I mean really good, especially with like male representation like that. So having John come out as bi and looking at makes me think that you know with more stuff of like that, people will feel more comfortable coming out a lot sooner yeah. than I did. Which you know I'm 32 and I came out only like three years ago, four years ago to people. Even though I've known, I've always felt like that, and you know I've always had those feelings. Yet my brain, because I was never really taught or, or knew that bi really was a thing, like you either straight or gay, and I was neither of those things. So I'll just go to the scene default. That is, you know, you just like gals and that's it. Uh, Until I found my partner and he's amazing and everything's great. So uh, that's, that's one a really nice story. I'm just hopeful. It's just a nice, hopeful thing. Yeah. And Superman, the yes stands for hope. And for me, this gives hope and I like it. Yes, is it probably to make money? Yes, probably who cares? Will his um partner die, like Jay die? Probably. Because <laughs> that's the trope and that's what happens. But I hope not. I hope they respect the characters, they respect the relationships. And just because, you know, he is by now doesn't mean I'm not going to be critical of the story. I'll still be critical of it. If they pull some trophy bullshit, I'll call it out. But for now, Superman's by. I'm excited. It's me. I, I got like one shitty comment of someone basically doing the whole trophy thing of, oh, can't they make new characters for gay people? Why do they have to say? I'm just like, look, superheroes are about picking up the torch and passing on the mantle like this is superman's son he just happens to be dating a guy now like that's yeah. all it is i found that one strange the whole um can't they create a new character this is creating a new character really <laughs> isn't create, it yeah, like, exactly. this isn't clark kent is now all the time oh, like recently they've been really hot on it like um james Tyrion and the fourth who is uh queer themselves they um created Ghostmaker, which is awesome like he's by um, you've also got Bunker that you know recently has been done stuff. Um, Crush as well, who's a, a lesbian and Lobo's um, daughter, who uh, was dating a girl in the Teen Titans. Like, so there are new. They're making new characters and being, you know, um, you know, not pushing the boat out, but you know, just realizing uh-huh. that the default. There are other people out there other than like straight and white. That's yeah. all it is. That's all right. I think people just read that Superman is by and assumed it was just instantly Clark Kent and didn't yeah, exactly. look it's into it even slightly. Yeah, it's the same with the four stuff when Jane took over as four. It's like four yeah. the woman now. And it's like, all right, you have me reading the one. You don't know how <laughs> emotional it is and how important that was to people because Jane had breast cancer as well. And she picked up Malnir, and the whole thing was every time she changed into um four. Uh, her treatment basically eradicated itself. So she went back to normal. So she was essentially killing herself, saving people. And it was this really beautiful storyline. And uh, one of my friends was going through cancer at the time. And I got her the um, oak cover um, to give to her. And uh, yeah, like she she found it really reassuring. Actually, I'll shout her out. Uh, Mojo, she does um, pink uh, October um, every uh, year now where she does different cosplays in pink and raises a lot of money for breast cancer research you should go check her out uh, mojo jones on her facebook excellent we'll, we'll link to that as well in the description I, I, i'll tell you yeah they say things are things are important to people and that's okay it's like if you don't like it fine you don't like it just say you don't like it rather than going the majority of people won't like this and comic book sales will go down it's like you don't like it that's it like you don't like this it's okay Marcus, I'll, t- I'll tell you what did bother me. Like the yeah. the the first non-binary presentation we got in uh, fucking Marvel, 
was uh, Snowflake and Safe Space. Yeah. I can't remember which one was non-binary. It was the, the, bad. the, the most bullshit thing I've ever... It just seems like some boomer trying to write something to be relevant. Uh, yeah. was it, what were they called? They were like the... They, they had like a, a vampire who was like to Morbius called B Negative. Yeah. They had uh, a, a, a kid whose granddad was had experimental internet gas and he it was called Screen Time. Yeah. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. It was oh, awful. God, yeah, yeah. Is this I, from, from Marvel? Marvel, from Marvel yeah. yeah. I don't know whether it was written by um, a LGBTQ plus writer or not. I don't think it was. I don't think it was because it wouldn't have been that bad. I don't think it just sounded <laughs> no, it really shoehorned like the all of the things. Yeah, and uh, that's Space real, and real sucks to you, right? Like you should have good representation. There's a, a non-binary Flash, and they're really cool. They're in uh, DC. See, DC uh, are on it. Marvel, not so much. <laughs> well, I, I think Mar- Marvel have got kind of like Warlock, like Hulkling and Warlock have been a gay couple for a very long time, and. Their relationship, I think, has been handled pretty well. They recently got married and it was done really good. Other than the cowards at DC, they wouldn't let Maggie and Kate get married. Wouldn't let Batwoman get married because of some Dan Didio bullshit. And this is the thing, like, there's such a history. Yeah, it's... So, um, Kate Kane, who was Batwoman, was going to marry Maggie Sawyer, who uh, was on the GCBD. And then Dan Didio basically came out and said, no, Bat Family aren't allowed to be happy and therefore they can't get married because um, basically the Bat Family should always have dread and for them to get married gives them joy and that ruins the character. <laughs> basically a load of shit because they let Catwoman and Bruce Wayne go for a whole marriage arc to the point where they're going to get married. Like, So this is a thing with Ralph. Like, there are history, there's a history of DC dropping the fucking ball on this stuff and for once they give us a little nugget and people are upset about it. But yeah, T, like, representation is important, and it sucks that, you know, you, you had that for those characters. Also, what fucked me off is, like, Safe Space and um, Snowflake, right? The characters? Yeah, yeah. Terrible so, superpowers. Safe, I think Safe Space power is that they basically can make themselves uh, impenetrable, I think, and they can no, protect no, other they, people. They can it? only protect other people and not themselves. All right, they, they, they only protect other, other people, people, so they make space for an house. So they're a queer character that's all there about protecting other queer characters. Why weren't they called Stonewall? <laughs> Why were they called Stonewall? Uh, Stonewall. Also, I mean, better, Stonewall. but still, still not good, to be I honest. Think, I think it's better, though. Yeah, well, better, better than Safe Space, 100%. Safe Space from Snowflake is the shit. stupidest thing I've heard today. Yeah. It's just to get clicks. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. It sounds to make Are they gone? Angry, Are they still but... about? Like, have they just no, they, they, they never published it, I think, because it was just a shit just... idea. Yeah, fair uh... enough. <laughs> yeah, I think they I think they did publish issue one though. Did they? Yeah. Oh, what they no. look like? I need to look this up because that'd be a hilarious yeah. thing to dress and up. Also, for it just Halloween. says non-binary, it isn't even specifically anything, it's just an umbrella term. Like yeah. <laughs> It just felt like it really felt like it was uh, just you know they're just going to use this as be the first one of this and then we can we can yeah. sell. I mean, sell you can this. tell like you can definitely sniff out the stuff that's you know genuine and you know Marvel have also they did the um, Captain America run where it was people being inspired by Captain America and picking up making like their own version of Captain America. So they had a, um, a Native American um, queer guy that basically was protecting. Um, runaways, specifically people that have run away from abusive homes from them being LGBTQ. 
and that story came across as actually like legit. That sounds good. Felt, yeah, and you know, felt you know right, and um, yeah, and you know, there's other stories about that about people, you know, all different kinds of people picking up the mantle and using the symbol of Captain America to protect their own communities, and that was really good. So there are you know good stories out there being told, and again, like someone that put on saying how this will kill the comic industry and U.S. comics or they're going down. Um, 2020 had one of the best years ever for comic book sales. The same, <laughs> the same, like the comic book sales since 2015 have been going up and up every year, and the progressiveness of comics have been continuing. So it's nothing to, to do with that. They've got to though, because like, like not, well, they just keep making comics for like old people eventually going to die. I mean, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's young people's ideas change. It's like, and uh-huh. you sort of can't. You've got to sort of. It's like in the Superman run, like John. They they do, and I think well, but um, obviously this might you know upset some people and trigger them. He, they deal with a school shooter. Like, there's a school shooter in the um, new Superman run and John has to deal with that. And, it's you know, deep. that is that is a threat in America. That, yeah. that happens in other places. And, you know, it's unfortunately a part of our lives. And it's something that, you know, Superman <laughs> dealt with the KKK. Like, there's the Superman KKK issue and so on and things like that. So, we're just dealing with, you know, issues of our modern day. Not saying that the KKK aren't still an issue, because obviously they still are. Do you, do you remember Yay, that the world! Isn't it great? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that South Park episode where they did about school shootings and the school shooting happened and but the kids were just worried about other things because it happened so frequently? Yeah. Even, like, yeah. Register them. <laughs> yeah, funny and also heartbreakingly sad. <laughs> South Park. That, that's how it was. But yeah, like I said, I've used up a lot of my own uh, my own breath about this. But Callie, I don't know if you want to chip in. And oh no, I mean I'm obviously all for it, really happy about it. To be honest, like you're right, like people are mad about this because it doesn't affect them. When they say, why can't it just be stories about you know the superheroing of them? But then you know, Superman has a wife. Like there's always the relationships are always in the comic books anyway. Yeah, and exactly. it, it's nice because yeah, like as a, also uh, another bi guy, we don't really have a huge amount going on. No, exactly. Um, As a couple of bi boys, bi boys, boys what, yeah. are <laughs> what are you going to do? Two, two bi boys, the other, the alternate po- podcast name we have. Yeah, which might have to be the case now because we've we've got diverged so far from gaming so far this episode. Have, so far, I'm we've sorry, had a, just, we've had a book just... review. We've had yeah. talking about Superman's uh, new new romance. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're we're quite far off of the whole the whole game thing at the moment. But um, but if you're still listening. Uh, we are going to move on to some some video games now as we go for the RoboCup. So the RoboCup, every week we pit two games against each other to see which one is most deserving to win the RoboCup. Our guest picks the game they wish to represent and Marcus dutifully argues against with his own choices. So let's start off first of our guests. What game are you repping and why should it win? Uh, I've repping uh, Fallout New Vegas. It's probably well, I think it's probably the best Fallout game. I do really like Fallout Two, but we're not allowed to have old games. We need to have like, yeah, no, no, that's that's old rules. That's that's, that's a lie. Rules. That's not true. We talk about old games now, if you want. If you want to talk about Fallout Two instead. Oh no, I do. I do New Vegas. I'm New Vegas, Obsidian. Um, okay. So it it should win. I don't know why, because it's a good game. I don't. I, I've realised. <laughs> I've not. I've not. I've not <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. It's really good. I've played it so many times. 
Um, if you've only just tuned in and haven't checked out any of the past episodes <laughs> where T featured on, the usual argument is the amount of time spent playing on those games equates to it being grand. Uh, so, do you have anything more? Do you have anything anything more you can give me here? I <laughs> so, can't help you on this one because I fucking hate New Vegas. You hate I, New Vegas? I hate actually New Vegas. am not a fan myself either. I have tried playing it multiple times, but I just can't get I, past... I... Like I, the first I, hour. I offered I offered the Outer Worlds and you were like, no, do New Vegas, do the game I dislike. <laughs> <laughs> well, thing is, right, right. <laughs> I want to give my co-host a win. <laughs> Honestly, like no matter what you represented, there was a very good chance you, your argument was going to be I've played it so many times. So like there, there's uh, always I change I change the out to the Outer Worlds. I don't know, but I could just do I could just be kicking out like new 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 Vegas now and then we never have to hear from it again. Whereas if you do Outer Worlds, I have to kick that out and then I you know I, 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 and I think that game's quite good. Like, I think that game's quite good. I, I just don't feel like you're going to win it, though. Like I'll be honest, the, the, this you isn't want the bias. To rep Outer Worlds is that what you want? You want it to go through? <laughs> No, no, I don't really care that much. Either way, I just, I just thought, well, it's probably not going to win because of uh, T's representing, and it's just going to be an argument about how many hours it's been put in. So I figured well, I'll, I'll, I'll win because you, you don't want it to win. I, I, that's the problem. If, it, if you could send it to me, because I, I hear it's great. Like people tell me it's good all the time. If only there was some sort of goggles that you could put on him to really experience the world. To and... Really like right. Okay, Let me tell you about so... my experience with uh, New Vegas. So. Go, I, I played it for a bit. I've played Fallout 4. That was the first one I played, and it has really oh, good gunplay. Shite, shite for that game, really that good gunplay. The had, story, we have. About this. We have. <laughs> the gunplay is really well done, though. Like, the actual That's combat. The, the story good, is, like, I, again, I didn't do the main quests on Fallout 4 to begin with. I went and did literally everything else on the map before I went to Diamond City, because I thought I didn't want to progress the game. Um, I know I had a great time and I've tried playing it since and I got bored of the storyline and I just turned into a cannibal and everyone but when I played it without going through the main quest and just doing everything else it was it was awesome so there's a lot of side stories which are great New Vegas I can't get used to the shitty guns they barely seem to hit anything I die so quickly I know this sounds, is like sounds like a you problem is what that is I'm sure it fucking like is good. but it's a me problem <laughs> that just keeps happening anytime I try and go in any direction I get killed by things like yeah, I don't know where I'm supposed to be going I'm stuck oh, see, see that's the problem you're, 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 not, you're, not, you're not exactly so I'm open to you telling me why it's good and why okay. it should win the Robo Cup okay so right do you like westerns, Carl? Are you a fan of like old western Yeah, I like the old Easter? westerns. Oh, this, westerns. This, this this game is like a, a western revenge story Ooh. where you're you're a courier and you get like you get shot in the head by um, Chandler from Friends. I actually only heard recently about that being him, and I was blown away. So Chandler from Friends shoots you in the back of the head. Yeah, he takes his. Knew I was going to go that way. Platinum, platinum chip for this uh, Vegas casino. Like off because that's what you're currying. Um, and then like you get rescued by this doctor, he's just like, you know, good guy. You can kill him if you want to, because you can do what you want in that game. But you know, and then you like you get you so your whole thing is you track down Benny, Chandler from Friends, you need to track him down and kill him. And you, you meet all sorts of, of wonderful characters. You've got like a, a gang of people who are all Elvis. You've got um you, you've got this weird robot with like this like uh little little sheriff hat on this like tv screen he's like following you about and he seems like he's up to no good and then you get to you get to new vegas and it's like it's untouched it's untouched by the war and it's like oh it's so cool i love it it's such a good game it's new um, vegas just las vegas yeah 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 it's okay. called like new vegas oh and there's like some oh 
the problem is like, I, I, I don't even want to give away shit. Please it's give like, away shit. The chances of me actually getting around to ever playing it is very minimal at this point. But, but um, you are. I'll be. I'll give you credit here, T. This. Uh, this is actually a good selling. You're actually making a good argument for it. This is shocking, frankly. On, <laughs> on one of, in one of the casinos, like you go in there and like there's this whole thing where they they're eating people. There's like this cannabis like casino, and you have to like 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 sort of find out the clue. That was pretty cool. I'm just remembering what happened. I've played it for ages. Like. Um, what else have we got going on there? We've got uh, we've got super mutants, also super mutants who are like in this yeah. little area. Uh, super mutants, yeah. They're fine. They're fine. Don't mind they're super right. mutants. But, uh, are they friendly or do you have to kill them? Uh, no, they're friendly. They're friendly. Got, um, oh, there's um, some guy who dresses like Julius Caesar, and he's like one of the factions. Yeah, because the factions there are people that are dressed straight up like the Roman legions, the legionnaires yeah. or something, aren't they? The legion, I think. Yeah, and he got. Uh, what else have we got there? I'm trying to the other factions now. What are the ones? The... Is it part of the legions who wear like a like a wolf head? I think that might also be part of legionnaires, but no, like, that's uh, that's a different one. Head. It's a different one. I can't remember what they're called. Uh, yeah, oh, they're the, um, yeah, it's it's a good game. Well, while while you end on that high note of it's a good game, I'm going to pass this over to Marcus to tell me a bit about Bloodborne. What? So I have um, recently said on the Red World Cup that. Um, I don't care. RoboCup is a farce, and I don't care about it. I agree with you. And I, I have, agree it's a and farce. I have no passion for this in any way. And uh, I would like to apologise now. I'd like to apologise that I have uh, bad-mouthed the good name of the RoboCup, and I have decided to take this seriously now. I have decided to um, bring forth a game that I truly am passionate about. This is good because why... all that stuff about it being a farce had me just quickly on like cohosts.com just trying to find a replacement. Yeah, exactly. So no, I'm, glad, I'm glad I got that apology out That's why I'm truly going to bring a game which um, I have absolute passion for and it runs through my um, blood and I really want to it to win. And that's what I'm going to talk about. Billy Hatcher and the Magical Egg. You, are you serious? No, I'm not serious. Oh. No, I was just at the old switcheroo. <laughs> the old switcheroo. <laughs> Billy Hatcher, baby. Coming at you. Um, I'm so no. excited for that eventual, the Billy Hatcher episode. That's going to be Hatcher one for the, for the history books. Well, that's not this day. because This day is a game that I absolutely love. Um, it, 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 again, to start off with a T phrase, I've played it many, many times, and that is uh, that is Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne is a uh, game where you wake up attached to a bed, um, like a surgical bed, and a uh, creepy-looking gothic man leans over you while these weird, creepy sort of slime boy creatures come up onto you, and uh, he basically explains how you are a hunter and you must go out there and hunt. And then you wake up in this gothic looking basement and uh, you basically move through um, looking around in this very creepy-esque area. You go through and suddenly there's a werewolf there. And you don't really know what's happening and it attacks you and then you die and then you sort of resurrected again and you find out you are um, bloodborne and you are this hunter and you're basically... Um, teleported to this world, this gothic, dark, um, souls-looking world uh, that's kind of steampunk um, hammer horror is how I would uh, put it. Sounds about and, right, yeah. Yeah, and you basically tra- traverse from uh, one part of this world 
to the other um, slaying beasts and um, basically getting better and leveling up and trying to progress further in the game, which is difficult, but also learning about the world. And you learn through the world through the different bosses that give you hints and clues of how this world works and just how beautifully horrific it is and how it's a game about loss of faith and uh, themes of just perilous and hopelessness and um, people, you know, giving themselves to an elder god and higher beings. It is everything, if you are a horror fan, is every single, like, decent beat of a horror movie kind of in a game. And it really, like, Lovecraftian horror just knocks it out of the park. and just It's just amazing. Is the, the monster designs, like... Oh, phenomenal. I, I love that whole Lovecraftian kind of horror, just weird shaped beasts, and then it does have let down to yeah. a T. And it starts off quite, you know, quite easy with werewolves and that, doesn't it? And then, yeah, so and then the more you go on with it's just like the, those uh, those weird alien creatures as well. Yeah, They're later fun. on when you get to the shrine <laughs> and stuff of a uh, thing. So, the, the mechanically, it is uh, a Souls game. Um, it's a little bit, it's more faster paced than the Soul game, personally. It, it's more, uh, it's more about dodging and powering. Um, but you can, it's not like Sekiro where it's all about the parry. And if you don't get the parry down, then you won't complete the game, which I think is an issue for Sekiro. But I, I love Sekiro as well. At least with Bloodborne, you can kind of go uh, generally a lot of different paths and how you build your character and go through the game. You can be, um, you know, a decent magic user. Um, you can do uh, blood taint stuff uh, with your um, guns because you basically have um, a parry mechanic and we have different guns. Uh, all your uh, weapons have different modes as well. Uh, so I use for my first one the whip cane, which is basically a cane sword, and then you can transform it into a bladed whip and you go around um, attacking people that way. Um, but yeah, j- just the way that you explore the world mechanically and you organically discover these story beats through it. Like um, one of the uh, one of the bosses, uh, I believe the first boss you come up against, um, the, you play a music box that basically stuns them and things in front. And you realize through you know looking at the blurb and the story that music box is basically related to that person's child. And the reason why he plays it is because it like hints that and stops them in their place. Is this um when you uh, play the music box? Is that optional? Could you kill it without this? Is it something? Yeah, you can kill it without the music box. It just happens. It basically just gives you um a stun. So that character called Father Gascoigne is the the first boss, who is this priest that turns into a werewolf. Such strange names, I know. Like they have like wet nurses and and like the first vicar and all that kind of stuff. Oh, they have wet nurses. Wet nurses to elder gods. Yeah, it's, that's the whole thing. Uh, there's three different endings for the game as well. I'm, I've done all three. Uh, there's also dungeons as well that you go through. There's lots of different ways to play it. Um, I I really, really want this to win because it is genuinely one of my favorite games. If not, is it my favorite game of all time? It was and Hades came out, but Hades already won. I've already got that bad boy through. Um <laughs> So yeah, no, I think it's up there. I think Hades is my favorite game of all time, and Bloodborne is a very close second. But 
I guess um, because I know you know, I know the way you like to play games, pattern recognition and things. Because like I, I feel I'm quite good at that sort of thing as well. So like with Souls, Born games, while I'm not a huge fan, they are always too hard for me. Yeah. Like the actual boss battles aren't the bit I struggle that much with. It's normally just the mobs because I get impatient and run yeah, through them. But like the boss learning. battles are a lot of like just yeah. Yeah, like it's about the telegraphing as well, and I think information gathering in this in games like this is so important. Where you need to look at something and go, "That's fucking scary. I'm not going near that." <laughs> like you, you need that information. Or okay, I've killed this mob again and again. I've seen this mob. I know I can deal with it. Mm. Like the the problem in bad games like like this, like what was a really awful sci-fi one, Surge. Like Surge, and there was another really bad Surge. The one where everything's got like uh, Doctor Octopus arms. Yeah, and that like enemies that look like you could handle them are actually gross, and then big cybernetic like trolls were really easy to tackle if you just hide in the legs and stuff. There was no consistency in the information that the enemies were giving you. Mm. But in Bloodborne, like I can look at something and go, "Well, I'm not having like I'm not going near that. I'm just staying, <laughs> I'm just staying away. I know that I'm." not going to be able to handle this i don't have that ability i've never thought about playing a game i've just thought that's thrown thrown at me i'll go do that and i'm like that's a can-do attitude that's good i I think (laughs) i think that is the attitude of games like las vegas though right like the fallout games where you can kind of just oh no they got those fucking death claws and you're just like they just keep killing you go well i guess that's the place i can't go but I'll tell you though, like that death claw, like it, it does. That is telling you information. You see a death claw, you think that looks fucking beastly. I can't. Yeah, true, exactly. It. Like they, that's information. Uh, like, on um, the the exact point on my current playthrough of uh, New Vegas is there's like a group of four people that are coming towards me in like a line, and I'm like where my save is. If I try and fight them, I seem to always lose. Like, I can't seem to kill them. Yeah, they just look like regular folks. They're not particularly, um, like, threatening looking. But they're also quicker than me, so I can't get away far enough. So I basically... Don't know what uh, like, I don't know what you've done. What have you done? Just what bad choices have you made in this game? <laughs> I'm barely far into it, and I thought I made Should okay. Should a game allow you to make these choices that ruin your game? I say no. Oh, no, <laughs> they but are they, are they, is it right at the start? Is it the people that have come? You're, you could side with them and just kill the town. If that's the people. No, it's um, it's it's. I'm further than that. There's like a there's a little parking lot which has like a dinosaur in it and stuff. I'm somewhere near that. Oh, I don't think you're meant to go there. Probably not, but I can't get away now. Oh, These people that are coming. Again. Start again. It's a glorious game. Do you know what? Um, okay, just to take this away from Marcus and throw this back to T then for a second. Uh, and when I say throw it back to T, I mean I'm going to carry on talking. But, <laughs> um. When you mentioned about killing that doctor, and I thought, you know what, I've tr- I've had a couple of swings at this game, and I'm I'm not doing any good. Maybe I'll do a murder run, and see if you I can, can just that. kill everyone. You can, you, can have, you can do what you want. You can side with evil factions. You get to choose what happens to New Vegas. You can side with whatever faction you want, and yet the yeah. outcome's different depending on what you do. You have like real choices, real dialogue options that affect the game. And that's what I like about a game. I like uh, I, not to the extent of Telltale games where there's really it's just like a, a moving movie with no actual outcome. Mm. Uh, but I do like generally I want to play a game where I can just heighten up my charisma and then just talk my way out of things and sort of and make a moral choice. I like moral choices and seeing how that fucks me over later. 
stuff like that. I enjoy that. That's why I love New Vegas and Obsidian's games. Cause that sort that of line of people, by the way, they, they're not giving me any t- chances to talk out of this as far um, as I can tell. I don't know what you've done. Don't kill me. don't know what you've done. I think, I'm just fair. I just, I think I've just tried gunning for the, um, you know, the, the end point. That's the problem. You got to like when you get to a point, you need to automatically save it so you can go back to it if you make it. Back. If I do go back, I'm going to go do a murder run. I'm going to kill the doctor. Run, yeah. I'm going to be as evil as I can. I might have a good time. You do that, yeah. And I'd, 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 I'd suggest letting this win, spite Marcus. Let this win. Do a murder one. Buy the book. Consume. <laughs> buy the book. Are we want about your book or is there a book? Yeah, my book. Buy the right. book. Um, and then you know, play, so... consume. What's that? What's our what's our thing? Obey, play, consume. So yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. That's it. That's what we want. Marcus, um, I've learned the awesome Eldridge beasts. Uh, what's the actual story going on here? You mentioned about the waking up and being eaten by a thing and coming back as a bloodborne. What's what's the purpose? What, why is this all taking place? Why is there monsters? Uh, so it's taking place because a essentially a plague, uh, a blood plague, is basically corrupting people. Um, throughout and you um basically hunters were this order basically put in place to keep these things in check but unfortunately checks and balances of the world and uh the watch the watchman f scenario of who watches the watchman and who actually keep the hunters in place um they have we find out slowly over time that they have basically corrupted themselves and uh the villain might be the hunters themselves okay uh is what it is um, but yeah, it is, it's basically a horror game where, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the, the story in itself is this world that's kind of, um, being put down for the, this plague, like a, a, a plague and you think it's kind of lycanthropy-esque mm. uh, that's been passed around to people and it's slowly corrupting people. Like a story element is you make, uh, you can talk to a guy early on for a window and uh, he basically tells you that um, everyone locks himself up at night because these creatures come out and uh, this plague is kind of taking over and throughout the game because uh, um, you basically loop through the same um, sort of um, location areas. When you meet him again, he starts coughing a bit more and then tells you. And then at some point he gives you a flamethrower and basically tells you this will, this will help you uh, with certain like creatures are out there. I wouldn't go out there without it. His cough gets worse and worse. You have a flamethrower um, in this game. Yeah, you can get a flamethrower pretty early on. Okay. Awesome. Um, to know. Yeah, um, if you beat Gascon and then <laughs> beat Gascon and then go back and speak to that guy, he'll give you uh, a flamethrower. And uh, yeah, and then one of the final moments where you meet him, he's coughing uncontrollably. You come back, there's a smash through a window, and there's a lycanthrope creature there, and it's that guy. Huh. And you are basically challenged with the fact of killing him because you have to because he's going to come after you. And I enjoy that. That's like environmental story. Yeah, and I haven't been hit like that before. And the other thing, like story-wise, the not to spoil all this, but the, there's a choice of um, giving back a you you. So one of the things you do is you basically get to this church. And this church is a safe haven for people. And you collect people over time and bring them back to this church. And these people are NPCs that are affected in the world somehow. And by talking to them, you learn more about the world. So there is a um, sex worker that you find and like sort of bring back. And it finds out that um, they are essentially sleeping with vampires. It's kind of like 
they are like manipulating their blood or moving sort of things and you can uh, essentially bring them a child to wet nurse and that child becomes like an eldritch beast there's someone that you find um and you can basically direct them you find them on like a a roof and you direct them back to uh the church as a safe haven and but there's something a bit weird about it and you go away come back and people just start dying like people that have been there like go missing you don't know why and eventually if you leave it too long it turns out that guy's actually a werewolf He's uh, and he's basically been killing everyone, and it's just left with him. And you basically have to deal with it. And he basically tells you that you knew exactly who he was, you could sense it, yet you let like this wolf to the sheep, and that's something you have to deal with. Or there's can a, you a... can you kill that guy early? If, yeah, yeah, you can. You can kill the guy early on. And stop um, save lives. Oh, awesome. Yeah, when when you're talking about way. taking people back to the church, does this become like a uh, like a protection mission, like an no, escort? Mission? So uh, you just speak to them, tell them where to go, and they go there. Ah, perfect. Um, yeah, and obviously these are choice encounters. You might not meet everyone on your first run, um, but it's something that, you know, over time you know these different characters and the different sort of ways you can bring them back and them to the church and so on. And um, the story basically propels you onto what next creature to kill. And there's mm-hmm. also, like, additional story elements that you don't necessarily need for the full thing. So... There is a um, a um, not chariot, like what's it called? Carriage. Carriage. Thank you. A, ho- a skeletal horse and carriage will appear at some point, and you can basically get in the horse and carriage, and it will take you to essentially a vampire mansion. Oh. And you go there, and you find you get an invitation, like an invitation is given to you, and you are uh, basically invited, and uh, essentially the queen of the vampires is there. And there's a whole thing you can do with that of becoming blood anointed and she will, you know, envelop you, uh, become one of the blood anointed. And there's like different story elements like that, which affect the gameplay, but also, you know, uh, so you could miss out mechanically but entirely also on that. What's that? You could miss out that whole sort you of could section. You miss entirely. out on that entirely. Um, I don't think you lose anything. It's just something that you can uh, think. And it's a game that encourages you to play again and again mm-hmm. and uh, to get different enders. Three different endings, I think. In the game. Uh, yeah, there is indeed, and they're a bit wild. Like, um, I mean, I'd say spoilers for a very old game. I won't spoil too much. I turned into a slug. Yeah, I, I mean that's a slug that's game. the best ending as well, isn't it? it is like the best ending. The the one where you win is it's you the turn hardest it into one a slug. to get as well. <laughs> yeah, you have to eat uh, umbilical cords, which is a bit gross. Yeah, so you are basically eating the celestial umbilical cords of an elder god, which basically then turns you because the last boss of the game is essentially your mentor, the like the basically the lord of the hunters is the last boss. Well, Second. actually, that's not true. Yeah. Technically, the last boss of the game is the, the Eldritch Blood Moon that drips down that you fight and basically kill it and then become um, an Elder God yourself. Yeah, so a bit bizarre, but no real happy endings there at all. It is because yeah, one ending yeah. is to let him kill you, the other ending is to kill him. But then yeah. if you haven't the eaten thing, the... like you can um, either send people to the church or send people to this clinic. It turns out the clinic is turning people into like these weird like um, sort of eldritch horror sludge creatures and that's how you get one of the umbilical cords as well by um, killing people there yeah um yeah it's, it's truly it's a weird looking game like i love the aesthetics in general of it i would love to see that in like a cinema sort of setting 
Uh, that would be amazing. But I still want to see more of it. I want Bloodborne yeah. too. I want Bloodborne too so much. Oh, Blue it's... Point. I think Blue Point have um, kind of teased they're doing the remake, which isn't really needed to be honest. A remaster no, it still of looks it. Great on it PS4. looks awesome. Yeah, like, it looks awesome. So I'm hoping that's too. like misleading, and it's actually going to be announced in Bloodborne two instead. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll so. have to see. That... Yeah, the story-wise is kind of a bit weird. Like, there's definitely a story to it, and I probably haven't explained it that well. But um, yeah, it's more about you locking a story from different NPCs that you go. So I, I have, um, I know the story a bit. Like, I got a bit interested. We, I'll I'll plug this now. Um, Riku is almost at the end of his Bloodborne streams. Uh, I think he's probably, he said he's got like a couple, probably a couple more weeks worth of it. Like, you know, one with one stream every Monday. Um, yeah, I think he said like he's at the light. He's just, what's it, Orphan of Kos? Yeah. Yeah, like he's on that and he failed to kill it in the last stream. So he's doing it as a let's play and then he's moving on to the, um, the like trio of final bosses. Uh, so I've seen quite a lot of it and I've seen like a, I, w- I tried watching a lore video and it is one of those games where it is a bit bananas, you know, to understand it fully is going to be a headache, frankly, more than I could care to pay attention yeah. to it for that. It's but I, I love that. itself to understand. Yeah. To, to get into. So T, any, any final arguments against, against Bloodborne and pro New Vegas? Uh, well, Bloodborne's really hard, so I wouldn't bother. Just do New Vegas. I, I, you know what? I, um, I kind of agree because it is really hard. Like, and I suck at hard games, but I also suck at New Vegas. Apparently, I can't get no, past give that. Give it another go. That's you just got into a glitchy bit. Just give it another go. Give this this go. is my second go where I've got to like you know just I can't get far. The first one I just kept getting killed by flies. I was yeah. going off in a scenario and flies kept getting me. Yeah. And then the second one. That's, that's Fallout, though. That happens in Fall- all Fallout games. That Fallout well, 4, I kicked the shit out of that game. That I was... will say Bloodborne is a hard game. However, unlike the other Souls, I feel um, as Shakuro does it, um, Sekiro does this well as well. I feel rewarded for my progression in Bloodborne, where I don't necessarily get that from Souls games necessarily. Like I like Bloodborne was the first sort of game that really grabbed me in this genre, and then I went back and played the others, and I I, I feel rewarded for throwing myself up against it. And when I got past that initial like run and did Father Gascoigne like after a couple of tries, I I then it wasn't easier like it wasn't easy. It became easier because I kind of get got the sense of the patterns. But, yeah. All right. Um, this actually, surprisingly, is harder than you would think because T's put up a valiant, valiant attempt at this. But the games, I think, do speak for themselves here. Bloodborne is an absolute masterpiece, even if it is a game I can't touch because it is too hard for me. Have you seen the aesthetics on this game? It's just such a... I've played it. I didn't get very far because I got killed straight away and turned it off. No, fair enough, but... Watching it, and I, and I highly I recommend he, once again check out Riku's. I will say, and this might lose it for me, Bloodborne should have an easy mode. It I should have an easy. Totally I'm sorry, agree. it should have an easy mode. Yeah, a lot of the people that are like, oh, but the essence of uh, those games are how hard it is. No, everyone should be allowed to experience it, and everyone should be able to play it. I particularly I like hard mode, and you know that's how it is. But it should have a story mode. Agreed. And they should just, if they want to punish us, if they want to make it so 
So, you know, the noobs that want to just play for the story aren't getting the same experience. Just take away the achievements or something. I don't care yeah. about that. I just want to play the game. I agree. We actually, um, if you there's an episode uh, some time ago with um, Cameron from the Aussie perspective where we talked exactly about this, his view being, you know, they should be hard. But I think we came to quite a decent, you know, like uh, agreements with one another. So I'd highly recommend checking that out if you're interested. In... It doesn't take anything away from my play experience. And it just allows people to enjoy a game that I absolutely love. And that that's <clears> not a bad thing. Like, there should yeah, be an we'll... entry point for everyone. Yeah, or just watch Riku play it. So... Just watch Riku play it on uh, the misadventures of Rufus Legrand. Got so used to saying that name, I have to. I, I make the um artwork every week, you know, to put out with it. So I've just typed that so many times. I'm actually, yeah. I'm really nervous about this one. Yeah, I'm really, I'm genuinely really nervous about. Am I gonna, this am I gonna throw it? The thing is, you've lost so many times in a row, and it would be so funny to just take this from you and give it to. I've lost many times. Give, I've lost give it all to the time. The... So you know, maybe just a little so destroy him, destroy him a little bit. Let's see what happens. <laughs> The tension. He's it's a, a draw. Day. It's a draw. It's it's Everything's a draw. no. There's no draw. I'm, I'm absolutely well, messing with you. New Vegas can fuck right off. Oh, Sorry to say, Bloodborne Blood is Blood a classic game. For me, I just found it like not interesting to me. I couldn't get into it at all. Like, and that's maybe a me issue. But if they improve the gunplay, if they give me a remaster where it's got Fallout full gunplay, it's fine. You just. Just, no, everything has to be first-person shooter. Just, no, but... T, be a good person, loser. It's fine. Well, but I it's lose okay. every time, though. I, I know, and I actually right. feel bad because you put up... Like, that is the best argument you, you've given you for a game. You did amazing today. You should like, be really I, proud of yourself. I'm right? genuinely thinking of replaying the game as a murder run just because of, like, you're, you're selling it to me, you know, so... Oh, thanks. You did good. Yeah, yeah. But but, buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. <laughs> Most importantly, <laughs> most importantly, play a bacon Um, um Watch the uh, Open Asylums as well. I've got that. We, I mean, we get into the plug in it section in a minute if you want to. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, just, there we go. I've ready. got this whole structure here, but I'm just like to say, I, I finally won one. And one it's been a while. I will, I will win against someone that is a T. And like, I, I don't know. I've, I, unfortunately, I've come across like a lot of games I actually like. The Matt's Payne one, I love Matt's Payne. So I was like, oh, I don't really want Matt's pain to lose. It's not that I didn't try with burnout, but again, it's burnout. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, burnout. Yeah. Takedown. But yeah, I'm glad. Like, weirdly enough, the two games I obviously adore, I've won. So now... That makes sense. No, I mine haven't, so... Sorry, I'm sorry, T. I don't... You're making this sad for me. Yeah. Shit, I'm glad I want to just sour your win. This is a great day for us. Superman's bye, all right? Superman's <laughs> bye. Well, you know, what do I get? I get, I get bloody safe space. And <laughs> so... I'll speak to Eric. Eric um, in Valiant did a trans character, trans superhero that's really good, and uh, I can't remember their name, but I'll speak to Eric. He, he knows a bit of that. Oh. Okay, so just want to talk about now what's coming up on the well, what's going on on in and around the Robot Republic this week. Uh, so our friends over at Into the Nerdverse, which you may be well, if you heard last week's episode, as it will be now, Marcus was featuring on there. Um, finally, getting to have a go at Barlow for all his terrible opinions, um, or so I'm told. The terrible opinions, I couldn't care less. I was on there the other week, and it was a really good time. So it was a really good episode. You did really well. Oh, thanks. Thanks. 
Thanks, pal. Um, My mate. <laughs> so they have got where did he where did he message me? Like they've got a cosplayer, a uh, famous or you know someone that's known in the cosplay world called Bex, uh, B E K Z, um, showing up on there to talk about cosplay and all sorts. Uh, the Treehouse is doing more of their Hall of Fear. Uh, another podcast I was on last week doing Hall of Fear representing representing paranormal activities and really slutting yourself out. i am i am everywhere at the moment oh, they're, they're, they're not the best film footage films i like i like paranormal there's activities much better, no, there's much better film footage films i'm sure there is you can have things that are good that don't have to I'm be just, the very best one like, you know it's, it's the film i like isn't it that's the problem right? it's you, a good should watch, um, you should watch grave encounters i have grave it's a really good film great. i love that film yeah it's really that's good a... I already get paranoid about going into places and then the door behind me going open it and it's just a hallway instead of the entrance. <laughs> like, it really worries me. That would be the moment I'm just like, oh, fuck. I know it's like basic bitch at this point, but Wreck as well, obviously. I've yeah. not seen Wreck, like, still. But I'm no, I, this is, I know it's like sort of zombies. That kind of puts me off. I'm more into ghosts and nah, man. demons. you got to watch it. I'm going to go. That's, that's not... above so below. If you, if you ah, that was good as well. Yeah, is big very, fan. very good. Yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about. This isn't the treehouse. That's just promoting their promoting their uh, things. But yeah, check out check out them. They've got more Hall of Fear coming up. Um, and then wrestling's going to talk about wrestling. They haven't told me exactly what wrestling they're going on about. Talking so it's just about talking about wrestling. wrestling. I assume it's going to be about that. Um, we had the first episode. The ignore ignorial. What's that word? Ignorial. First. You know, I can't pronounce. It. I can't pronounce the first episode. Yeah, but the ignore. Yeah, anyway, we had the first episode. Name of the the island. I know every single time. <laughs> I keep saying um, obsidian, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> the, the, the I, there was a different name of it at one point, but who, yeah, that got voted out, didn't it? So it looks better on paper. I feel. Yeah, no, it does. I think it'll eventually once we learn how to pronounce it, it'll catch on. Openness, openness, Isles. So the village, like Oberon, the town, Oberon, the after King of the Fairies. Yeah, yeah, Oberon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the town council of the Openness Isles, which is our tabletop RPG based on, is it the Apocalypse system? You say. Is, or yeah, so, Monster yeah. of the Week yeah. is the game, uh, where I'm myself playing uh, Lewis the Vicar and Marcus, you're the postman. And the postman, baby. And he's, of course, our done not the keeper, keeper the keeper. games master, running the show, doing all the voices. Mostly, mostly the one voice, but there's a, there's a few postman other voices now. <laughs> I've done. got a couple of voices. You have now. The um, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've Crinkle Crunkle. Um, yeah, and I I've love got, Crinkle Crunkle. <laughs> Crinkle Crunkle. Crinkle the episode Crunkle with Crinkle Crunkle would have uh, came out yesterday when this dropped. So I love Crinkle Crunkle. It's just Crinkle so good. Crinkle is the I've best. 1950s choir boys as well. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, there's a few. They're, they're, they're gathering. It's not just um. It's not just Hesse, Hessian man. Don't speak his name to sorry, me. Sorry. <laughs> Don't you dare mention his name in front of me like this, Callie. We also, um, if you are, if you end up listening to that, which a lot of people are, it seems it's really, it's going really well. Um, but there is going to be more episodes or like uh, sort of behind the scenes prequel episodes dropping on the Patreon, uh, which I actually got around to listening to and realised that, uh, well, I mean, slight spoilers about someone trying to kill my god. Um, <laughs> didn't didn't know about that. Wasn't aware of that until earlier today. So. <laughs> 
Maybe you, take, you shouldn't leave tentacle Jesus just hanging around. Lewis. I, I, I don't control him. He controls me, if anything. So anyway, that's that's our TTRPG. It's really it's really good. I fucking love like recording that show. It's been the funniest time. I I've had so much fun telling a story, you guys. I really oh, have. Me like too. it's been such a good laugh, and it's been one of those projects where it hasn't felt like a project. It's just felt like some friends just telling a story together, and it's been great. Yes, and it's good it feels like that because of you know what it actually is it's content and my whip will crack anytime someone <laughs> oh, someone no. starts having too much fun. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been it's been amazing. So I'm loving that at the moment. Um the the TV show, what we got? The uh the news show for gaming news coming out every Saturday, critical, critical update. update. We've also got Riku, he's a hard working hard working one. He's uh <laughs> done he really is. He's done some um interviews with game devs. So he's already done one for a game called uh, Beyond the Oaks uh, with some Canadian developers that'll be coming out as part of our Streamheim, which is our... Um, is it Streamheim? It's Sam Heim. Sam Heim. It's Sam If Depends on where you're from. I had this argument with Bandit, actually. Uh, An argument in... with Bandit? Never. <laughs> so like um, in, in, in Scotland, it's like uh, it's Sam Hine, I think, or Sam Hine. What, what do the Irish say? Uh, Samhain. So like, Hain. but the thing is, Streamwind doesn't work. So it had to be Stream Hine. Like Samhain. 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 Streamheen. Stream Streamheen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It sounds, it sounds weird. weird. It's better written down. It's better yeah. written down. Stream Hine. I think Stream Hine works, like. It's, it sounds it sounds like some sort of uh, some sort of German uh, like yeah maybe, but that's not fine. I don't mind a bit of German language, but um, everyone else uses what's it called? Hello Stream, right? Yeah. Which is it's the obvious choice, but like yeah, we we're we're not getting to our pagan roots. Exactly, we wanted to go a bit different to everyone else, so we've got that coming up with um, various let's plays, uh, some live shows that we're going to be doing as well, uh, or live streams. And the Halloween special of the Open Isles, of course, on yeah, Halloween right, itself, right, that'll be dropping. Right in that at the moment, you're in, you're in for a treat. Uh, yeah, I've... not not you or Mark. <laughs> or... <laughs> We're gonna get fucked, aren't we? That's that's how this goes. I mean, he was asking this... me questions in the in like the private chat, and he was like, "Oh, by the way, do you mind explaining some of this about your backstory?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why?" No reason. <laughs> just want to know. Just interested. So, I just of interested to yeah, know. Yeah. What, what about this though? Yeah, I guess this means this and this. You're gonna fuck me, aren't you? No, no, <laughs> no. Just questions. Yeah, I just really want to know about your character, Marcus. Yeah, I bet you fucking do. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't wait. Um. So yeah, check out. We're gonna be dropping the uh, infographic for Streamhine and everything that's coming up in a couple of days. And that is. Are you watching of... the movie, by the way? Oh, really, that... yeah. Let's let's do it. If you're if you've got time, I'd really love to do that. It is I've on the got info. Time for you, Callie. Thanks. Andy. Yeah. We'll be watching. I think it's uh, what giant robot versus like oh, mummy. Egyptian mummy. Egyptian mummy says Egyptian mummy. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's mummies from other places, but yeah. I love Egyptian if my mum turned up. I would love. Trina, what are you doing there? Jeez. <laughs> So yeah, let's 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 get on and do that because yeah, we got we got a few bits. So I've got a busy weekend of just like recording let's plays. I know Riku's doing um Riku is doing the I always say Last of Us. It's the Evil Within. That's the one. Um, and we've just dropped today one day of recording last Wednesday. If you're listening to this now, Visage let's play. I, where... I started watching that. It yeah. looks fucking terrifying. It, it kind of is. Yeah, I I like always call him a coward, but he does play the games I just wouldn't even be fucking willing to touch. So 
Really, I'm the coward. I need to get my um, lap a better laptop or desktop so I can take play uh, Phasmophobia movie. Hey, do it, yeah, definitely. I know um, Holly's just got herself a uh, computer for basically content creation reasons of being able to do these games and that's another one that's coming in streamheim with uh holly wants to play too so playing emily wants to play too the game where you run around avoiding yeah, dolls also screw that yeah exactly don't, don't um, and i'm forcing holly to play it you know it's it's, 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 it's could be in the boss sometimes just get to force people to do do horrible that sounds terrible actually i'm going far town but yeah for, for, force people to do terrible traumatizing things for halloween content so where can we find UT? You find me uh, usually in. My- okay, well, what about what about in the um, in the dystopian Facebook world? <laughs> I don't have I don't have a Facebook thing. Um, so I've got Twitter. Twitter's where you want to find me normally. It's got Doctor Rhubarb, uh, spelt the whole word Doctor, um, and then you have got Twitch, which I'm gonna do some shit on Twitch at some point. Um, <laughs> it's, that's the same. Uh, and then on Amazon, uh, I'll get a friend, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's going to be selling my book for me. What a gen. And it'll be on well, there. The link, link, link will be uh, in the, the thing for this. And then on my Twitter, I'll be just going off on, on that. Um, it's a, so it's a serialised novel. This is the first part. Uh, the second part isn't finished yet. But yeah, please, please hassle me if you enjoy the book on Twitter to get me. It's kind of what I'm putting out now. It's like an interactive media. If you, if you like it, you can just, I wanna, you know. Like George R. Martin to die before I finish writing it. And, and... That's fair. I I hope it does well because I'm very excited to read it. And <laughs> Thank I'd like you. To read more. I'm excited for the like the the Davids to do an adaptation for HBO Max and then oh, really good. really phone it in for the last season. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where can we find you, Marcus? Uh, as always, nowhere. Don't look good, for me. Good. Don't come for me. Um, uh, my footprint. My footprint on social media is nothing and i don't want you coming after me however as always uh go and listen to and watch everything on the robot public it's an amazing network and you should uh do it um go get t's book because t's amazing sounds oh, a good concept you. go and support my friends but don't support me i don't care don't i like this me. bit i like this bit we do where we don't find you it's also really annoying because of when I need stuff promoted on like social media, you have no use to me. It's zero no, use, I'm less zero than, use. Yeah, less than worthless, frankly. I may uh, like again. I may make a secret account. We'll start and, uh, hiding. Yes, yeah, start hiding little trinkets here and there about where you can find me. Yeah, sounds good. Right. See you all later. Yep. Gobble me up and spit me out, and we'll see you <laughs> next time on the Robot Republic <laughs> Gaming Manifesto. Bye. <laughs>
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.